0: Welcome to the Reach for the Stars podcast from Lunar Remedies Transformational Coaching. I'm your host Nicola Horsley. I'm an NLP practitioner, life and transformational coach and an advanced crystal master. I'm here to bring you my thoughts on topics of interest that come up in my coaching practice regularly and some that are well just very interesting when it comes to understanding how our conscious and subconscious thoughts have such an extraordinary effect on this thing we call life. Hello, welcome to episode podcast number one, which is a really rubbish name for podcast number one, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. And the reasons for this may well become apparent or we might just come to a better name by the time I finish recording. The reason why I'm going to stay fairly generic with podcast episode number one or any variation of those words really, is because for my first podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about identifiers, labels, all of those things, those words that we use to describe things, people, situations, anything really. Now, the thing with labels for me, and I don't know how you feel about this. I did a post on one of my Facebook groups around this very thing and it resonated quite deeply with a lot of people. And it got me to thinking even a little bit deeper at the time. I can have a label for something. So let's call this Label I'm going to talk to you about now. Cats. Once you get to know me. You'll understand why I use the word cat. As a label. As an identifier. My life is run by cats. I'm very lucky to be a guest. In their home. Which I keep very nicely for them. But anyway. Back to cat. As a label. Now. Where I get to have a little bit of a difficulty around, well, not around cat, but around cat as a label, is if I say to me, cat, I can use lots of different words, adjectives, nouns, I can use different descriptors for what cat means to me. And then I can ask each and every single one of you listening to this podcast, What your words would be when I say cat. What does that bring into your mind? And I can bet you that if I said to you all, write down your first five words. First five things that come into your head when I say cat. There may be some similarities, but your lists will all be different. And they will be different based on your experiences. Your life so far where you've got to, and how you feel about cats. So my words, for example, might be, I know this is more than one word, pain in the backside, entirely lovable, completely wonderful, or (laughs) depending on whether they've wrecked something else of mine, again, and just arrived in the room when I'm trying to um, record a podcast, There may be some background noises at this point very soon. There can be a whole, whole chain of things that I could just say about cats, depending on what's happened on that day, what's going on, lots and lots of things. And so your understanding of the same word is completely coloured by your life to date. So one thing, cats. Can mean so many different things. To everybody. And cats are fairly innocuous. Well I hope. I don't want to be too controversial in my first podcast. A fairly innocuous word. I could have equally said dog. Just to be in there for the dog people too. Because I like dogs too. I just happen to be owned by lots of cats. Did you ever get to thinking. Why we need um, a dictionary. Not just to spell words, but a dictionary that gives us an explanation for what a word means. It's like we have to have this standardized view of what a word means in order to grasp the concept of it. And I get that. That's absolutely fine. It's really very helpful when learning language, when learning um, the different words. If you're trying to learn a foreign language, for example, these are incredibly helpful things. But if we just stop for a moment and think, why do we need to have a book that tells us what something means? Mm, I'm pausing too long because I do find it a very, very odd concept. Odd, but also incredibly normal at the same time. Now if I get back to these descriptors, OK, and mine is cats, and where we go with that. Our life today, and particularly our memories of childhood, will have cemented inside of us some very, very strong beliefs. Now, at the time we are kids, we don't have the same, uh, what can I call it, the same uh, ability to process the world through our eyes, our our grown-up eyes become... Um, should we call it the standard so we can make sense of things? As kids, we we don't understand um, concept. We don't understand emotion. We don't understand the nuances that shape and colour an overheard conversation, as an example. So as a kid, we may very well put two things together that seemingly make no sense at all. And it forms a view that we carry on into adulthood sometimes because it becomes cemented in our subconscious. Subconscious is a a marvellous, marvellous thing. And I will talk about um, subconscious mind in very great detail in another one of my podcasts, but not for today because it's very, very detailed and it takes me some time to, to wrap my head about it. But let me just give you an example from childhood and how something can be very well cemented um, as an experience as a child and take that through to adulthood. And this example I'm going to give you isn't something that actually happened in real life. Now, I don't know how old I will have been, maybe three or four, uh, at a best guess, maybe three or four years old, I used to have, or I started to have, and it continued I used to have a reoccurring dream from time to time and many of us have these, whether we call them dreams, nightmares, whatever they happen to be depends on the emotion that we attach to them. But I used to have a reoccurring dream from time to time that was me being chased by a JCB. Other diggers are available. This was a big yellow JCB with the big buckety thing on the front of it. And it will be chasing me down the road. I can tell you nothing else about this dream. I can tell you nothing else about the context that that sat in. Nothing else that led me to the point of being chased. I can only tell you repeatedly being chased by a JCB down the street. Different streets. It was never the same street. I can't even remember that detail. I don't think it was the same street. But I used to have this as a reoccurring dream. So much so, I cannot be around the front of a JCB. Now, okay, JCBs are not something that you come across often in your everyday life. But as an adult, sometimes, if I'm driving along, stuck in a traffic queue, and you never know, and it has happened, JCB will pull out behind you. I <laughs> I start shaking. Literally, I do. I have a physical response to... That JCB being behind me in traffic and I'm in my car. So I'm not even out of my car. I'm in my car and I'm driving. I've got a JCB behind me and I am having a physical, physiological reaction to that vehicle being behind me based on absolutely nothing real at all. Such is the power of our thoughts as children that become embedded as actual things when we get older. For many, many years... If I happened across an area where there may be a JCB, I could not walk in front of it. Now, I know that sounds absolutely bananas. In fact, bananas don't even get me started on bananas. That's another one. (laughs) We'll go into that one another time. Okay, but this is, as I've come to understand through years and years of study, these are the things that get cemented in your subconscious mind as a child that come back and they actually have physiological effects on our body so just imagine for a moment the things that can go on in our brains and the thoughts that we have and how we feel about things if we've already established at a very early age for no fathomable reason at all what something means so we've given something a descriptor that you won't find in a dictionary i mean look up jcb you will not find runny over machine that's going to kill me as the description of what jcb is can you imagine can you imagine how i felt when diggerland became an attraction a place of fun can you imagine oh in my worst nightmare you would not get me at diggerland i can tell you now I really do think it's entirely possible that we could all have our own. In fact, I think we all do have our own version of whichever dictionary we would prescribe to. So we all have our own set of descriptive words that we use for any kind of label. So right back at the beginning of this podcast, I said, Cat, I wonder what your five words were. Try it with your family. Try it with your friends and see... Who comes up with exactly the same list? It's a word. It's a word that has a particular, well, it's it's an animal. It's the name of an animal. You know, it should be quite clear what the top five things are if you say cat. But I'm betting you now, I'm betting you now, those lists will have at least a little bit, a small nuance of difference between them. And so it is with the rest of life. So it is. With the labels that we put on everything now, social media's here. Social media has particular trends, fashions, whatever it is you want to call them. I call them bandwagons, and people jump onto a bandwagon because it's the thing to do. And that bandwagon will mean a particular thing to them. To other people who've not jumped on the bandwagon, or think, do you know what? I could. There's a million other things in the world I'd rather do than jump onto that trend the meaning of that bandwagon will be completely different and whilst in very many respects it's a good thing that people have different opinions and different voices and we are able to have that kind of diversity but in other respects it so easily means that people can be completely misunderstood and a lot of that is just around being very fixed on what our descriptor means to us. Perhaps without realising it is what it means to us rather than anyone else. And sticking with a fixed view like that, again, most people do not do this intentionally But not being able to see or understand or comprehend or even consider that there might be different meanings to different descriptors, that other people's viewpoints may be totally different to the viewpoint that you hold on the same subject doesn't mean theirs is wrong and yours is right, doesn't mean theirs is right and yours is wrong, it's just a different viewpoint. And My personal view on all of these things is that if we can all be open, at the very least, to taking on board what something means to somebody else, to any other person, then we get a richer and fuller understanding of what the word is about. And it also maybe, perhaps, gives us the opportunity to... Do a little bit of rewiring of our thoughts, of those nuances of our brains that go, cat, I know what that means. When I was two years old, a cat scratched me on my face. Therefore, they are evil beasts. And you've never changed that opinion ever. Same with a dog. I was a baby and a dog barked me. Won't go near one again. We form these opinions very early on and some of them are very, very difficult to shift, to move on from. To undo and some of them can become phobias. They can become things that are so much bigger than they necessarily need to be or should be. I mean, look at my JCB chased down the street by a digger. It's taken me a very long time. And I'm somebody who looks at all of this stuff and tries to understand the psychology of this stuff. It's taken me a very long time to even contemplate standing in front of a digger. <laughs> and that's from a dream. It wasn't even from a real thing. So you can see the power of our brain to really, really have uh, strong experiences. Um, to put a lot of emotion around those when we didn't understand at the time what the emotion was. And to make those into fixed things. The question's going to be now, where am I going with all this? Let me tell you. Where I am going with all this is the words we tell ourselves. And what we mean by those. Because often we use the harshest words with the horriblest meanings. I have to say orblest like that. can't say it in any other way. The orblest meanings to ourselves. The words we use to ourselves. We would be, in the vast majority of cases, utterly ashamed if anyone heard us using the words out loud to another human being. In fact, we would not dream Of saying these words out loud to another human being. Why would we be so horrible to another human being? And in the vast majority of cases, we never would be. But do you know what? We do not bat an eyelid about using those horrible words with ourselves. We just don't. We don't. And like my JCB, that never happened. I was never actually in this life physically chased down the street by a digger. But look at the effect it's had on me throughout all of my life. So that was a a made up thing. It was something I dreamt. It was never something actually real. But it has implanted in me a genuine fear of being in front of a JCB digger. So just take a moment and think what those words, those horrible words, we say to ourselves. What do we think they're actually doing? Because I can tell you now, it's not good. It's not good because we remember them. We remember them, we recall them. And we are our own best enemy. We are so good at putting ourselves down. We are absolutely tremendous at making ourselves feel like garbage. In a way we would never do to anyone else. How many times... This can be a little experiment for you. How many times do you think you've said something quite derogatory to yourself? by yourself. You don't have to be out loud. It's in your head. The brain cannot distinguish, does not distinguish, between a verbalised thought, so something that comes out of your mouth, you can hear me now talking because the words are coming out of my mouth and saying them out loud. And something like this. So you didn't hear that because I said that in my head. So it doesn't matter to your brain whether or not the words are coming out of your mouth and you're hearing them with your ears or whether you are forming those words inside your head and they never come out loud the brain makes no distinguish between the two there is no difference to the effect in your brain to your psyche of those words whether they are said out loud or said inside your head this is such an important thing so I'd like to challenge you all now Even if you just do this for 24 hours, if you do it longer, great. It doesn't matter how long you do it for. But I'd really like for you to get an understanding of how many times you talk in that horrible way to yourself. How many times do you go... No point in you even looking at that, you're not pretty enough. <laughs> that looks ridiculous. Wear something else. What's the point of you even trying that? You know you're gonna fail. Anything. Any anything, anything horrible that you're saying to yourself, catch yourself doing it. Write it down. Write it down. For whatever period of time you want to do that, my challenge to you is to catch yourself being horrible to yourself and let's make this a physical thing. Let's all get a little bit embarrassed about how we talk to ourselves because until we bring how we talk to ourselves in our heads, our internal dialogue that is constantly and consistently putting ourselves down inside our head, until we bring that into conscious being, We're not going to change it. We just let it go. We just let it carry on and we accept what it is. And it does so much harm to us. So much harm indeed. And in some of my other podcasts, I will um, be talking to you about manifesting. I will be talking to you about using universal energies. I'll be talking to you about a whole load of stuff that can bring your life into alignment and help you to live a, a better life, a brilliant life, a life in tune with the moon cycles is, is how I do it. But while you're having those subconscious, unconscious, in your head, whatever you want to call them, horrible conversations with yourself, you're going to put a ceiling on your ability to manifest things better. So we need to bring them into conscious awareness. So my challenge to you is catch yourself every single time you say something horrible to yourself and write it down. Write it down because you make it physical. And by making it physical, you're bringing it absolutely to the forefront of your consciousness. And after a day or so, go read your list. Go read your list. And then... This is probably the only time I'm going to tell you to be ashamed of anything. Be a little bit ashamed about how you speak to yourself. In my next podcast, I'm going to talk to you about how we can change those things around. But what we really have to do, first and foremost, is we have to bring these things to consciousness. So this is your task for today. Catch yourself being a bit horrible and write it down. Thanks for listening today. I'd love to gather your thoughts on today's topic. Please do get in touch via my socials. You'll find the links to these in the show notes below the podcast. So until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Nicola out.